0: Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host Ryan McDowell, joined as always by Matt Williamson. Matt, how are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Still recovering from the uh, frenzy of the past week of NFL news. It was it was fun. We're we're kind of slowing down now, and uh, this gives us some time to get ready for the NFL draft, which is a little over a month away.
1: Yeah, I would think it's time to pretty much shift gears. You know, like we're seeing a couple signings here and there and Namakong Su is still out there and there's some names but I would think in these next couple weeks it's time to start thinking drafts.
0: Yeah absolutely the uh, at least the players remaining as far as offensive skill positions if you want to say fantasy relevant uh, it's pretty ugly pretty thin. Um, I, I was thinking about this morning I think the player that most surprises me that still is out there and as far as I know we really haven't heard anything. I I don't think I've seen anything. Is Jordan Matthews
1: hmm,
0: a, pr- a pre-sign or
1: not? I thought he went back to Buffalo.
0: Uh, Maybe I'm wrong
1: on that, but I yeah, will do a little uh, investigative reporting on that. Yeah, I don't think uh, he's very good that. though. <laughs> I've never been a fan.
0: Well, I mean I understand that. I know a lot of people have their doubts about him especially when it comes to his fantasy football upside or his dynasty upside, but he he's a proven commodity. We know he uh, he was hurt last season. That was uh, a report that came out at the end of the season, and and he's he's free, and nobody seems interested at all. So that that's one that surprises me. I think he's he's still um, he's still on rosters in dynasty leagues.
1: Yeah, you're right. I just I just looked him up. He's still unsigned. Uh, Cardinals had a visit yesterday, I guess, but other than that, he has been quiet.
0: And I would think, I mean, Cardinals could do a lot worse than that. Well, if you think about the – just think about the teams around the league that could use wide receiver help regardless of who it is. So the, the Cardinals are certainly there, the Cowboys. Back to Buffalo, uh, many, many teams could use him. So this is – I don't know. Maybe this is one of those situations where there is – there's something there that we don't know about. And maybe it is injury-related. Maybe that's maybe it is. Worse, than, uh, worse than we know. Well, Matt, last week we talked about all of the free agency news, re- reacted and um, responded to some of that, how the dynasty value is changing with, with many players involved, not only the players that are changing teams, but players impacted by those signings or by those moves. Uh, today we're going to dig back into the listener questions, and we, we've got some good ones, as always. Our first question comes from Joey. Joey says, "Where do you see the tier breaks among rookies in the first and second rounds?" Joey mentions that he has the 1.08 pick and is trying to decide if he should move up or down the draft. Uh, Matt, how are you? How are you seeing the tiers early on in this process?
1: 1.8. So let's figure that here. I mean, obviously, Barkley, Geis. You know, I mean, they're kind of their own. I mean, where Barkley's his own tier for me. Geis is sort of his own tier for me. Michelle, Chubb, Jones, I think Penny's in that tier. So that gets us to six running backs, plus how many receivers do you like? I mean, Sutton, Ridley. I I mean, I'm not loving any of that. I'm not sure who my favorite receiver is, and I don't know that I like any of them more than Penny.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you mentioned Sutton and Ridley more, uh, James Washington – I feel like Christian Kirk should be in that tier, but in mm-hmm. in mocks that I've seen and and participated in, he's been consistently towards the bottom, falling even to the second round. So I'm I'm really liking the value from him uh, at this point. As far as as Joey's situation, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I see from really from three down to twelve or thirteen as a pretty big tier, and and yes, I would prefer Chubb or or. Penny or uh, Michelle, Mich- Michelle to to those guys that are at the bottom of the first. But I don't see a huge difference. If which is it's good news for Joey because I think he can go either way. He he can move up or down depending on what his trade options are. Uh, but but right now I feel like he's he's kind of in the middle and he's probably looking at a player like you know like a DJ Moore or James Washington something like that.
1: Maybe Sutton, like you said, maybe Penny falls that far. Part of me thinks though that I would per I'd be much happier at six than I would be at eight, though. But and it wouldn't be that much different to me if I was at ten than if I was at eight. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So you you think you'd rather go? To- you think it's easier to go down then? Yeah. I mean,
1: if somebody at ten offered me a nice deal, I'm I'm all in. You know, I'm interested. And if I can get from eight to six at a reasonable price, I'm all in. Yeah, but I it's don't just, think the difference between eight and ten is that big.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Right. It's just it's really it's really difficult and, and it it would differ depending on who you talk to as far as the order of those tiers. So if you think I just want to get to six, who are you who are you going there after? You know, you maybe you're you're yeah, that has to be and, penny then
1: to me. Like to look at it this way, I think Barkley's alone, Geis is alone, then Chubb, Michelle. Jones are their own tier. And then I think Penny's my number six. So that see, makes sense.
0: It does. It does. But we would differ there. I would actually have Penny probably third overall at this point. Oh and, wow. Okay. And I mean th- that's pretty fluid. So, um, it, but if I'm moving to six, it, it's almost like the Jets. You know, the Jets move up to three, and we and we all wonder who are they moving up for? Sure, it's a quarterback, but um, are they are they happy with taking the third of of the top three, are they getting ahead of somebody for Baker Mayfield? We don't really know yet because that is obviously very fluid and and could change many times uh, and between now and draft day. But rookie drafts are the same thing. I I don't think you just move to six unless you really like all all the t- the entire top six, the entire group of the top six players. Um, right. I mean.
1: And maybe somebody out there loves a wide out more than those guys. I just
0: don't. So the point is, if you're moving up, you almost have to move to three to make sure I'm going to get my favorite of this group. I'm going to get Chubb or Michelle or Penny or Sutton, whoever, whoever your guy might be. All right, let's move on. I don't agree with that
1: though. I'd rather be at six than I would be at three because the difference between those four
0: aren't very different
1: to me, but apparently they are to you.
0: Well, again, it's, it's perception and it's how it's how you tier and how you value the players. And if you do, as you said, if you do value them, the top, you know, from three to six are all about the same. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously six is the spot as it's going to be cheaper and, uh, and easier to move to. Let's look at our next question. Matt, our next question comes from Slappy. Slappy says, what type of running back would you target if you're trading either Adam Thielen or Robert Woods in a PPR league? This is hmm. a tough spot. Uh, both of those guys produced really well, of course, in 2017. Uh, I expect them to continue to produce, but their value doesn't really match that production. Both of those guys are or being underrated, undervalued, it seems, by the community. So if you're selling those two, you almost have to be willing to take that that step down in production, really. I mean, I think you're probably looking at a guy like Jordan Howard is probably your best bet. Um, Mark Ingram, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Jay Ajayi. You're not getting a top 10 running back. And you're, you're probably not getting a top five or six rookie pick for those guys either. You know, you can't even get to to Penny or Michelle or, or Chubb, the guys we were talking about.
1: I think there's two ways of looking at it. First off, I don't think Thielen and Woods should be lumped together. I mean, Thielen to me is like my 17th ranked receiver, and I can make the argument that he could go down to 20-ish. Where Woods to me is in the 30s. I mean – would you much rather i'd much rather have Thielen than woods do you, do you agree with that
0: i do yeah i mean i'm i'm still i would still prefer Thielen. um i think i'm probably a little higher on woods um maybe than you and and again maybe than the the consensus overall uh, i mean he's he's still young he's in one of the top offenses in the league and now he looks like uh, you know he he just lost his top competition for touchdowns so uh can I throw a few things at you? Sure. Would you rather have Woods or Cooper Cup? <sighs> Probably Cup.
1: Okay, I, mean, I would they're, too.
0: they're really close for me.
1: Yeah. How about Mike Williams? Williams. How about Crabtree
0: or I'm not ready, I was just gonna say I'm not ready to let go of the, the draft pedigree on, on no, me neither. Williams yet. How about Crabtree, Fuller, Devontae Parker? I think I want Woods over
1: all those guys. Okay. Then we agree. I have those, the two that you like better. I have right above them. And those three I have right behind them, but I have Thielen in the neighborhood of Corey Davis, Josh Gordon, Stefan Diggs.
0: Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're just higher on Thielen than I am. Uh, okay. I think the point is that for whatever reason, those two guys are underappreciated and I don't think you're getting You know, you're not getting Joe Mixon for one of those guys. You're not getting Devontae Freeman or Melvin Gordon or somebody in that range. You're going to have to drop down to that running back uh, like 14, 15 or beyond. Do you think one name I would be targeting
1: would be Aaron Jones? I I really am high on him. But I would, to me though, I would, like that dude that just asked about 1-8, I would gladly give up 1-8 for Thielen. I would not for Woods. I would well, not give up Jones for Woods, but I would for Thielen. Well but I he think, might be target.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's the you know, that's the mystery or the or the really confusing part when it comes to draft pick value. Um, you're not going to be able to in, in most cases you're not going to be able to sell Robert Woods for the one seven. Okay, so let's no. say the Let's say the one seven becomes Sony Michelle, and then two months from now, that contending team that has Michelle trades you him for Robert Woods. So that's those are the kind of deals, and that's just how the, the value of picks uh, and the value of these rookies changes once it becomes a player on your roster rather than a uh, rather than a draft pick that has all the upside. In a vacuum, if this guy does
1: want a running back straight up for Woods, what about Tariq Cohen, Chris Thompson, Devontae Booker, P. Ryan, Isaiah Crowell?
0: That's probably the range for Woods. Uh, I, yeah. would, I would consider Cohen for sure. Uh, I'd rather have Woods than the rest. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair. What about Tevin Coleman? I think he's in that range too, and I'd probably – yeah, I'd probably take Coleman over Woods.
1: Okay, and, and I think Thielen. You mentioned Jordan Howard and Ajayi. I think those are good targets. Maybe even Carlos Hyde or Ingram.
0: Yeah, the, I guess the bad news for Slappy here is he's probably not going to get the same level of running back uh, production and and value that he might that he might want for for these two players. Right. I mean, he's probably better holding them. Right. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Next question from Joseph. Joseph says uh, he's curious on uh, for our take on a few players that seem to be forgotten about. He's got a a long list here. Uh, I'm going to throw these out and and Matt just tell me if any of them stand out to you. TJ Yeldon, Joe Williams, Carlos Henderson, John Ross, Taewon Taylor and Laquan Treadwell. Uh, He just wondered if any of those would be nice end of roster, end of bench stash type players uh, any of those guys that you like? Um, I'm not a huge handcuff
1: guy, but I would really like to have Yeldon if I have Fournette, especially after signing Norwell. And Fournette's injury history is pretty extensive. You know, I, I think Yeldon could have a lot of value when Fournette's out into Fournette owners. Joe Williams, I have not cut ties with. I still have him as like my barely hanging on last guy on my roster. Carlos Henderson is somebody I'm absolutely targeting. I think he is now's the window. Sanders and Thomas are up in age; they have nothing as like a number three or a tight end. I think Henderson has a lot of appeal. Um, I would take a flyer on Ross. Um, so I'm lukewarm on Taylor. I'm pretty much done with Treadwell.
0: Yeah, man, I I agree with most of what you said there. Um, I I am. I've, I've kind of given up on Joe Williams. Um, I think we. We all got fooled around draft season last year on that one. And, of course, they just brought in Jarek McKinnon. They still have uh, Matt Breda, who I thought was pretty impressive. So Mm. it seems like Williams might be already third option at best. Um, I really like Henderson. I really like Taewon Taylor. And, in fact, Taewon Taylor is probably my favorite player on this list. Mm, Okay. Really, really see some upside and some opportunity with him and excited to see that Tennessee offense. TJ Yeldon is an interesting one. I, th- I thought he played pretty well last year, but the guy there that I would probably be rostering as an end-of-bench guy is Corey Grant. Um he, you know, they gave him a, a pretty nice tender. It looks like he's going to be staying there. And at this point, I think I'd rather take a chance on Grant over Yeldon. Hmm. I mean,
1: yeah, they they incorporated him a little bit more. He's very very different than Fournette, obviously. Maybe he has more of you can start him as a flex type of appeal. And Yeldon might not be long for there. His contract's got to be up soon, right?
0: Yeah, I believe this is probably probably his last. Yeah, probably the last year of his contract. All right, next question from uh, from Mike. Another rookie draft question. We mentioned at the beginning, people are shifting. Towards those rookie drafts, and it's evident with our questions. Mike says, How would your rookie, I'm sorry, how would your draft order look in the first round of a super flex rookie draft? So we talked about uh, kind of that draft order, the top eight or nine um, in in a typical PPR league. I think in a super flex, all five of those quarterbacks that are are being talked about uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, uh, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yes. I, I almost forgot one. Uh, all five of those guys could could easily be first-round rookie picks in a super flex. So you basically take the bottom five, which is looking like maybe Freeman or Kirk or Washington or Ridley. Those guys are moving down into the second round, which tells me uh, I, I want second-round picks in a super flex uh, rookie draft. Those are going to be more valuable than than we've seen in, in quite a while because of the volume of quarterbacks. And then you just kind of slot them in. I think Rosen has a chance to go 1-2 or 1-3 in in Superflex rookie drafts. And then you're just going to sp- sprinkle in uh, Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I would expect those two guys to be the, uh, the next ones coming off the board, although plenty of people love – uh the upside and athleticism of, of Lamar Jackson. I think Josh Allen, just because of the hate that's out there for him, uh there, there's a ton of doubters, Matt, as as you've seen, he probably has the best chance of slipping into the second round of those quarterbacks.
1: I can see that, but he also runs a lot more than people realize. All these guys are better athletes, I think, than the people than most people realize. Jackson to me would be my favorite rookie target quarterback. Do you agree with that? Because of the legs, I, I
0: do. Uh, I mean, there's there's some clear risk there. He's he's mm-hmm. probably going to be the fifth uh, the fifth one drafted, which means he's to me more likely to uh, sit out in year one. So that's that's some risk, and that would change. Uh, that would change draft order, certainly push some of the others, maybe maybe all of the others ahead of him. But I, I think his his running ability, uh, yeah, that, that pushes him up, and, and some would say the same about Mayfield.
1: Yes. So my question, I guess, to you, and you're more super flex-oriented than I am, are those five are all pretty close, right? I, I think so, yeah. Okay. And in the world of super flex, do you think those five – are more valuable than the top five receivers that are also pretty close.
0: Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, in a super okay. flex league, I don't think it's crazy to say that we might not have a first a, a wide receiver in the first round. I mean, it's conceivable that, based There's on what we know now, I mean. okay, yeah, based on what we know now, you might have a, a rare. Uh, super flex rookie draft that has seven running backs and five quarterbacks. And then yeah, that's get, what I'm getting
1: at. It seems yeah, like you, that's possible. Yeah. yeah,
0: You get Sutton and, and Ridley and more at the top of the second. Now, of course, most likely somebody's taking a wide receiver, but uh, it, it's only going to be one or two. Right. Okay. Well,
1: that's odd. You know, like, cause we to go back to the first question. I like six running backs more than I like any wide receivers. And I think you kind of made the point like, there's a real good chance that a receiver would not go in a super flex first round and probably a lot in the second round, but you know, because the quarterback drop-off is going to be pretty steep with the exception of maybe Rudolph.
0: Yeah. The, the second round would be, yeah, it, it would be uh Rudolph and probably, probably none other. I mean, maybe Kyle Laletta, depending on, uh, if he comes off the board in the second round, maybe, maybe he would be a target, obviously, depending on, uh, where he lands where in he the lands NFL. Yeah. yeah.
1: If he's in New Orleans or somewhere where maybe there's a window soon or even New England. Right. But yeah, I hear you. I, I, I um, Rudolph's a guy I kind of like. But you know who else I like? I bet you do. Who is that? Our buddies at Harry's. My face is so happy that I met Harry's way back when. Like I said, I used to be an exclusive electric shaver guy. I never let my stubble grow. I shave every day. I don't even know how it would come in. Probably not well. And then I switched to Harry's after a different podcast had had them as a sponsor. And I've been hooked ever since. And as I tell you guys every week, I am thrilled that they are sponsoring the Dynasty Blueprint. Harry's is all about a great shave at a very fair price, which is why over 3 million of us have switched to Harry's. Uh, Harry's stripped out all the unnecessary features like stupid vibrating handles and a bazillion lubricating strips and heated blades and all sorts of things like that. And therefore, the unnecessary costs to deliver customers one perfect razor at an amazing price. A good shave comes down to good blades because Harry's owns the factory. They're able to deliver amazing quality blades for just two bucks a blade as opposed to four or more that you pay at your local CVS or drugstore or whatever. And all the products are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades. They'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash dynasty. All you do is pay for shipping. Claim your free trial offer from, from Harry's today. It's a $13 value for free. When you sign up, you only have to cover shipping. Your free trial set gives you a fantastic weighted razor handle. Five precision blades I already told you about that are great with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, gel that smells phenomenal, and a tra- travel blade cover. So to get your free trial set, go to com slash dynasty right now. That's com slash dynasty.
0: Matt, our next question comes from Gerald. He says, with the Case Keenum signing in Denver, Does that mean uh, Chad Kelly's value might go up? Is it possible that he's as good as some believe Uh, he can win the starting job, especially if they pass on quarterback at five? Uh, So Chad Kelly is a guy who got a lot of support as a rookie last year, even though he came into the league with the injury. He was the last player selected in the NFL draft a year ago. Denver scooped him up. And we talked about it at the time that Denver would be in a tough spot. We we kind of saw this happening just as it did, that uh, that these guys would struggle. Simeon, Paxton Lynch, they didn't really have an answer. And, and, you know, that one was not hard to predict. That's exactly what happened. They brought in Osweiler uh, midway through the season, and he didn't help either. Yet, we don't exactly know what they have in Chad Kelly because he, he did have this injury. Of course, with practice and rehab, they, they obviously have – a better idea than any of us do, but they do bring in case Keenum. He's already being viewed as a bridge quarterback. And I I guess the question and and Gerald's question is, is he a bridge quarterback to somebody they draft at at five or is he a bridge quarterback to Chad Kelly? Well,
1: I listened to our buddies at Football Guys, The Audible, this past week. And Cecil Lammy, for those who don't know, is very, very close to the team. He's, he, he covers the, the Broncos. So I often defer to him. And, you know, being close to a team can really pay off. And he didn't exactly say it, but I urged people to listen. And, oh, by the way, I was on the couch with Sig this week. You know, speaking of Football Guys, our buddies over there. That was fun. Um, but Cecil mentioned, without saying it and kind of reading between the lines, that he's Kelly has sort of fallen out of favor in Denver and they're not as excited and it's not going as well as planned. And if you look at it, you know, Keenum's locked up. I don't think Lynch is leaving at least this year. I think you at least keep him around for one more season, see what he is. And I would say there's a 50% chance that they use a fifth pick in the draft on the next guy. So I think you'd be part ways with Kelly.
0: Yeah, that's good information from from Cecil. Um, Of course, I was referring to Cecil and Sigmund Bloom. Uh, and Matt Waldman, the guys over there, at football guys, they were, they were pretty strong supporters of Chad Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and to hear them kind of backing off that or, or changing their view a little bit, uh, if they're not on board, I'm not on board either. Um, yeah, right. So the, the signing of, of Keenum, I, I think it's probably better than 50% chance that they they grab a quarterback at five, even with the Jets jumping ahead of them. So, yeah, I just, I just don't see much value in Kelly at this point. If it's a super flex, I'm, I'm going to probably hang on, of course, and, until the draft. But if they do take a quarterback, it, it's, it's time to move on.
1: I mean, I could make a strong argument why they should take Barkley or Nelson, but I think it's, you know, both those guys won't be available, and there will be a quarterback available. So, again, I think it's about 50%, give or take.
0: Our next question comes from Save the Children. It's a great, great cause. Uh, he <laughs> says, which quarterbacks would you give would you give the 2.2 for in a 12 team one quarterback league? So who are you giving okay. the 2.02, the 14th overall pick for in a one quarterback league?
1: Can I throw some names at you and you say yes or no? Sure. Unless you want to go a different direction. No, go for it. Cousins. No. Carr no Dak yeah probably if you need one I mean obviously this guy's in need of a quarterback he doesn't he's not sitting there with Wentz or Rogers we right right uh Stafford yes Ryan no Mariota Winston yes 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 Jimmy
0: yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think you're getting Jimmy. I don't think you're getting Mariota for the two-two. I don't think you're. I don't think you're getting Mahomes for the two-two. Um, just those those guys who right. have seen their value increase as a result of uh, free agency and trades and and everything else we've seen. Winston, you might be able to buy for the two-two. There's there's certainly people who are are down on him. I don't think you now can was
1: get, a window to buy him, dude. Right. I love their yeah,
0: opinions. yeah. yeah. I agree. And there's still people down on cam. I think you could almost buy cam, even though he's a top five quarterback, according to most rankings. I think you can buy cam easier than you can Garoppolo or Mariota or Mahomes. Or luck for that matter. If you really want to roll the dice. Yeah. You can get luck for the two, two. Yeah. So uh, I would do that. plenty of options. The, The question for me is if I have, and let's just say I have the one, two, the, you know, I have the one, two, the two, two, and the three, two. And, mm-hmm. and I need a quarterback. I'd rather give the 3-2 for Rivers or Trubisky. or Trubisky. Alex Smith. Yeah. I, I'd rather either – I'm not sure you can get Trubisky either at, at this point, actually, but I'd rather buy one of the older guys for the 3-2 than whoever I could get for the 2-2, if that makes sense. That would, that would be my strategy.
1: Yeah, and, and you say that often, and I have, always have a hard time refuting it. You know, like, if I give a third-round pick for a quarterback that I can start for 16 weeks in my fantasy team and take Geis at 1-2 and Kirk at 2-2 two, two or whatever, Yeah, that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually think we were talking about the tier breaks earlier. I think that 13-14... That pick is is not only the end of the of a tier but it's the end of a uh, I think it's a a massive gap between 14 and 15 that actually that 2-2 spot is is a sweet spot that I would not move out of
1: Hmm, okay but you do concede the draft could change that by a spot or two
0: for sure sure it could yeah it always go either way I mean there's there's guys. I was looking back at some ADP rookie ADP from uh, from a year ago, and, or the or the past few years actually, and yeah, there were players that were being drafted in the late first, early second round range in February and March that that went undrafted. And mm. you know, Jeremy McNichols was a first rounder this time last year, early second rounder. Wow. Uh, yeah. He, he he didn't get drafted and. Or maybe he did get drafted. I can't even remember. That's that's how bad that is. We're not even sure what happened. But he he, he flopped with two different teams. Now. I'm not – yeah. Barely. Yeah. But ba- right. in, yeah. Barely. Yeah. Barely. Long. barely is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Thad. In the Dynasty PPR Superflex startup draft, what position would you take with the first pick? Uh, this is all you. Yeah. You got to get in a super flex league, Matt.
1: I do. I, I'm, I I really should. That should be a goal this year.
0: I have said, and I've actually heard others say as well. I think, uh, I think I've heard Chad Parsons say this, that you treat quarterbacks in a super flex league, like you treat wide receivers in a, in a typical PPR startup. And of course that was one or two or three years ago uh, when, wide receivers ruled overall and, and running backs were just, just forgotten, but uh, essentially you make quarterbacks, the building block of your team. If I'm, and this depends on your draft position as well. And you're not, you don't want to reach and take, you know, take the sixth or seventh or eighth quarterback over the first or second wide receiver, something like Mm -hmm. that. It's, it's, uh, it's dependent on what your draft position is.
1: But, but if in, you're 1-1, one,
0: one, who are you taking? Wentz? Odell? If I, I still like the quarterbacks I can get at 24 and 25. So if I'm picking 1-1, one, okay. one, then I'm probably taking Hopkins or Odell, whichever wide receiver I feel like, or maybe even Gurley, again, depending on league settings and things. But at that point, I'm probably going away from quarterback, knowing I can get uh, Mariota and – Stafford or Mariota and Mahomes at the two three turn, hmm, uh, okay. But if I'm looking but at you a starter go back to back there. Yes, yeah, I would. Because that fourth and fifth is going to get real slim, right? Right, You're right, exactly. I, I think three of my first four picks would probably be quarterbacks. That's that's what I would say.
1: Okay, but if you owned, I don't know. I mean, do you think in the most average? startup in that situation super flex are
0: there six quarterbacks in the first round I think so and super flex leagues are tough because they they do seem to vary so much uh, I mean we can mm-hmm. we we do some ADP for those and if I'm running six super flex mocks one might have eight quarterbacks in the first round and one might have three um,
1: here's it, a question for you that I think I know the answer but do you see runs like if two guys go in a row, like I better get my quarterback. I'm oh sure. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, okay. And maybe, maybe more than any other league format. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the first one goes, the second one goes and, and now the, the panic sets in and you got to get yours. That makes sense.
1: Is it safe to say that Wentz, Rogers, Watson, Wilson are first rounders, no matter what?
0: I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Garrett. What is Devin Funchess worth in draft capital? And if you own him, is he a buy, a sell, or a hold? So the, uh, the Panthers didn't make too many moves really to their offense altogether. They they let Jonathan Stewart go. Um, who did they bring in, Matt? They brought in a wide receiver, I think. Uh, they brought in Torrey Smith, which uh, doesn't really wife. move the needle for me. And now, now I know why I couldn't remember. Yeah, Uh, I mean, not much. Yeah, so Funchess is still certainly locked in as the wide receiver one in that offense. Uh, I thought he was uh, clearly just massively improved last season from what we had seen uh, earlier in his career, previous years. So for me, I I do think he kind of fits in that that range of guys we were talking about earlier, uh, Thielen and and Woods, not necessarily the value range, but just players whose production – and value aren't necessarily in sync yet. So because of that, I think he's probably either a buy or a hold for me. I'm not sure you can even get a first rounder for him.
1: Hmm. I I was sitting here thinking that I would consider giving up a late first for him. He's still young. Um, Curtis Samuel returns. I think that's noteworthy, but like you said, there wasn't much else there. And if anything, Olson's role is going to drop. I would think, you know, in the next year or two, I would certainly not be surprised if the Panthers used a first or second round pick on a wide receiver, you know, that maybe they end up with, who knows, but I mean, one of these top dynasty receivers, Ridley, somebody like that. But I still don't see that person supplanting Funchess at least this year and probably not next year. So I think he's the number one receiver on his team with pretty good touchdown potential for at least two years. And I think his contract's up after the year two, though, by the way. So I have him as my 27th ranked receiver. To me, I would probably give up a late first for him.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best you're gonna do if you're selling him. Uh is that late first round range. I think if you're buying, you might even be able to to do better. You might be able to do uh two two, two, four. And something else, an early two and an early three, something like that might get it done.
1: Two six and two seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's not really a guy I've, I've gone after, but starting to think maybe I should. Yeah, the more I
1: talk about it, the more I like him. You know, like, I have him ranked right around, like, Golden Tate and Aguilar, or Mike Williams, those type of guys.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right. Okay. Matt, just two more questions. Next one from Scott. What to do with Derrick Henry now? So, Derrick Henry uh, ended the season on, uh, on, really, a hot streak, playing the best that we had seen him play in his short career with uh, DeMarco Murray out with an injury. And then DeMarco Murray goes out for good as the Titans cut him. And we see Henry's value predictably spike. Uh, But then here comes Deion Lewis, the Titans sign him, not only sign him, but sign him to a pretty hefty contract. Uh, and, And there's already some debate about who the, which one of these guys is the starter, how they'll be used. Lewis supposedly going to be used in, more of a pass catcher role, which is what we saw early in his career. Uh, and then the, the Patriots kind of went away from that. Uh, they could afford to with White and Burkhead and, and players who were probably uh, more skillful at catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, how are you seeing this? And, and what are you doing with Henry from a dynasty standpoint?
1: I think I would be kicking the tires if I didn't own him, because I do think I like the player a lot. I think there's a lot of talent there. And I'm sure owners are down on him. I think this was a kick in the pants to a lot of people that owned and have been waiting on Henry. Um, My take on it is LaFleur takes over as their offensive coordinator. For those who don't know, he is coming from the Rams. The year before that, he was with the Falcons with Shanahan. You know, they didn't do it in the Rams, with the Rams, because there wasn't a a one-two punch, but he certainly showed – that Coleman and Freeman could put up big numbers together two years ago and the last two years with the Rams and the Falcons, we've seen their running backs catch a lot of passes combined, you know, between Freeman, Gurley and Coleman. I don't know that Henry's all of a sudden going to catch 60 balls, but I bet he catches a few more, although that's not his specialty. I think Dion Lewis is going to catch a ton of passes as well as, you know, factor in, as a contributor, you know, he'll get some series to him himself, but I think the offense in general will be a lot better, and Henry's touchdown opportunity will
0: go up. Yeah, I I agree with all that, Uh, especially the the part about trying to buy Henry. For me, he went from a must-sell player when his value was spiking. I I didn't really want any part of him. I, I did sell him in uh, at least one league, maybe two. And now I think he's a buy. Uh, I think the panic mm-hmm. is probably going too far against him. As great as Deion Lewis was last year, I think that was an outlier, not from a production standpoint, but just from him being able to stay healthy. He hasn't shown, other than last year, that he can stay healthy for a full season. Obviously, if, if he were to get hurt, it would be Henry Show. Uh, there in Tennessee. And and that's looking like a, a pretty strong offense from top to bottom. So, yeah, I, I think Henry is a, a player I would be looking to buy right now, not not sell or not panic on.
1: So maybe if you were in you know those questions earlier, if you're shopping Thielen, Woods, Funches, maybe you go ask the Henry owner, you know, maybe maybe something could get done there. Uh, do you like Henry more or less than Jarek McKinnon?
0: Yeah, probably more. Okay. McKinnon's, yeah. McKinnon's a fun one to discuss. Of course, we talked free mm-hmm. agency last week with a lot of the moves that had been made. Uh, McKinnon had not done his deal yet, but he obviously lands in San Francisco. And we've already heard Shanahan say he is the starter. They gave him big money. I think he got the biggest uh, free agent contract among all uh, running backs that have signed so far. So he's actually
1: the third highest paid running back in the league behind bell and McCoy.
0: Wow. I did not realize that Yeah, huge money. Yeah. And we already knew whoever the San Francisco running back was that, that we wanted a part of that in that Shanahan offense. And, and now that we know it is McKinnon who, um, who you know, great, great athlete, high spark scores coming out, coming into the league and things like that. I mean, he's been a player that, has, has been on the radar from day one, disappointed early in his career, which looking back was probably understandable in, in that offense at that time, uh, but but really played well last year and, and cashed in now. So, I mean, he's a he's a guy who probably goes from running back 30 or 40-something to pushing that top 10, right? He is on my
1: list. I'm pulling it up as we speak. I have him 15th. So, yeah. like, I mean, I have Henry, Howard, McKinnon, Ajayi, Drake, in that order.
0: Yeah, and, and and I would assume that that represents a big jump up for him, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was 35th probably before.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love doing the uh, – I love running the ADP mocks in February. That's when the rookies come into the league, uh, and we, we see kind of where they're going to slot in uh, for the first time. The April mocks are fun as free agency uh, has has come and gone, basically, and we get to see the the changes that that causes, and he will certainly be – McKinnon will certainly be uh, among the biggest risers, if not the biggest riser, from March to April. Oh, he's got to be. Matt, our last question comes from Wilt. He says, what are the best and worst landing spots for Darius Geis? So I think – I think with all the Barkley talk, and, and that's certainly deserved on his part, but I think Geis is kind of being overlooked a little bit. You mentioned earlier that he was pretty much locked into that 1.02 spot. I think most people would agree with that in, in a typical rookie draft. But but as far as the NFL goes, what do you see as some some good ideal landing spots and maybe – some that would not be that would not be so good would not help his dynasty value. Yeah the team that always comes up with
1: him is the Lions. They just signed Blunt. I would hope that doesn't keep them out of the running for that. But that's also a Patricia team and Belichick never used first round picks on running backs, you know and they have a lot of other needs. I'm struggling a little with this question. You know, I mean, I think he's a really good player, a really good player, a first round caliber NFL player, but I don't see a lot of teams, you know, from 15 to 32 with running back needs, you know, maybe he lasts till that early second round and the Giants grab him. If they don't get Barkley or Denver grabs him, if they don't get Barkley, you know, I mean, the jets, you know, those type of teams, well, the jets won't have a second because they traded it, but the Colts,
0: well we those,
1: we those early second teams.
0: Yeah, we had talked about this quite a while ago before free agency began, looking at some teams who um who did need or who, who had a running back need. Uh and, and there were a ton of them. So the Jets were among them. They added Isaiah Crowell, of course. So that's that's probably they can probably view that as good enough for now. And and they also probably don't have the picks to right. advice.
1: I mean, they, they can't get in the market until the third round.
0: All right. What about Tampa Bay?
1: I was about to say Tampa Bay. I'd love them to land in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, that, that would be a fun one. Of course, they parted ways with Doug Martin. They still have Peyton Barber, who um, had a solid season last year, but uh, I'm not sure if he can be viewed as as a long-term starter. And I, I think I read that they actually had a some type of private workout with Darius Geis as well. So uh, that – that would be a nice landing spot. Uh, sure. The Giants uh, signed Jonathan Stewart. Probably still have a need. Uh, I think they have their do that. Yeah, they have their second round pick mm-hmm. um, still an, an early second rounder. So that that's a possible landing spot. Seattle uh, has been uh, they've been trying out some running backs. I know Demarco Murray visited there. Uh, so they're they're looking to fill that need. Not sure what their draft situation looks like um they
1: have to use their late first for it which i don't think's crazy doc
0: yeah well their first can't be too late right they no do. it's not i mean it's 20 ish they they uh did not have that season we're used to them having and with the changes that they've made probably more of the same uh san francisco took care of their running back need the colts let frank gore go i uh, have marlon mack there but but do still have a need uh, i don't I don't know. I guess they have an and, and early have second picks, as well. So
1: they got a bunch of picks now, you know, they could move up to get them or uh, I think that'd be a real good pick. And I think he's much different than Mac.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be a nice duo. Uh, the Browns have, uh, have Duke Johnson. And of course they brought in Carlos Hyde as well. So it seems like they are set there. The lions, we already talked about as far as having a need Washington. Uh, what do you think there? No, I think if
1: I'm Washington, I give P. Ryan and Thompson a year and, you know, pick up some guy late there or, you know, a, a, someone that gets cut, a veteran, something like that. I just think the defense needs so much in Washington that I would use a lot of early picks on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, as far as other teams who, uh, at, at this point, again, this is from a conversation a few weeks ago who had that running back need the Steelers, of course, franchise Le'Veon Bell and um, the Patriots. Uh, wh- what did the Patriots do, Matt? The Patriots.
1: It's just not their style. Yeah. To use an early pick on a running back. I mean, they have Burkhead. Um, they brought in Burkhead, yeah. Hill, which is surprising. Jeremy Hill. Ugh. Yeah. But so I they now he, have,
0: yeah. Yeah, they now have Burkhead Hill, white and still have Gillisley. So, Gillisley um, Tough tough to predict how that's going to go as always.
1: Yeah. I don't (laughs) see guys landing there though.
0: So maybe the, the possible landing spots, Tampa Bay, uh, in the later, later part of the first Indy or the giants early in the second, uh, any of those would be nice spots. And then, as you said, they have been linked. He has been linked with Detroit, though. I'm not sure if that makes sense, even with their need.
1: Yeah. That's a little early considering that they could get a defensive lineman or linebackers. They, you know, there's a lot of things they need. Again, I think he's worth that 20th pick overall. I just don't know that those teams in that neighborhood, Seattle, Detroit would be willing to pull the trigger. I think he ends up being one of the top five or six picks in the second round. Denver maybe is another one we didn't mention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Denver could have a need as well. If they, if they eventually dump CJ Anderson, and kind of saying, wherever
1: Barkley doesn't end up in the first six picks.
0: Do you think Barkley goes in the first six picks?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Maybe second, maybe the Giants second.
0: Okay. It just seems like there's, I've seen it mentioned that maybe he's being over, overrated, overvalued by, uh, by Twitter or by, uh, you know, draft draft nicks. Mm-hmm. these folks putting out mock drafts and that, Actually, he could fall to the lower part of the top 10 or even out of the top 10. Uh, That seems like a stretch to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Indy or Tampa could pass on him. I think the Giants might be infatuated with him. I think Denver might be infatuated with him. Maybe even the Browns, although they signed Hyde with that fourth pick. I think there's too many spots he could land, and I think he goes somewhere between two and six, two and
0: seven. Well, thanks again for all the great questions that, uh, that were submitted. We, uh, we got to most of them this time. We appreciate those and appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back next week with more Dynasty Blueprint.